For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's up, Commanders fans? Welcome into another episode of Believe in Commanders. We are halfway through the NFL season. The Washington Commanders are 4-5 and five with a big test in Seattle coming up this weekend. We'll get to all that. We'll get to some other NFL news and notes. But first, let's check in on our guy, triple a anthony armstrong anthony how are you doing i am doing good little 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 bit of different setup just moving around make some things uh happen you gotta have a little midstream adjust every now like and again. you know you remain calm and you keep moving forward making making some progress man but i'm good man fresh hot cup of coffee right here and a lot to talk about today uh leading this matchup with the with the seahawks yeah, absolutely. It's a it's a big one. And, and Washington and Seattle are familiar with each other over the years. Uh, I think the last uh, some of the last times that Washington has been in the playoff, I won't say the last time uh, Seattle has ended their season. So a kind of a healthy yeah. rivalry with a team in your conference, but not in your division. So pretty familiar with with the names on the other side. So we'll kind of break all that down and see how the commanders can come away with a big victory that could bring them all of a sudden back to five and five when it was all doom and gloom this time last month. Maybe something happened in there in the nation's capital. But yeah. if you if you want to, you know, put a little money down on this game, if you want to put a little money down on some other games, be sure to check out our guys at Bet Online. Anthony, you want to tell them about those guys? Yeah, bet online at your number one place for all of your sports betting needs, folks. Make sure you head on over there on your phone. You can use your phone. You can use the website. You can use a tablet if you have one of those. That's a tablet, uh, folks. Oh, that was French. Cool. Yeah, that's okay. French, little French, little tablet if you got to. But head on there, betonline.ag. Use our code believe B L E A V. Get that welcome bonus. It's right there at the top. It's in the name. Believe in Commanders. Believe is what you use to get that code. They got all your sports NBA. NFL, NHL, MLB. If you bet on those Rangers, you made some money on that one. So bet online is where the game starts. It's our sponsor. And uh, we always say shout out to them, man. Shout out to them. So thank you guys so much. Bet online is where the game starts. Yeah, and I'm seeing uh, Seattle in a couple places, a six and a half point favorite at home. Uh, I mean, Okay, maybe I'm being a homer, but Washington has, yeah, I'm seeing six and a, six and a half at our friends at Bet Online. That feels a little much to me for Washington, who has played uh, most of their games as a one possession game. Um, mm-hmm. I think we talked last time, maybe Washington has had four games that have been decided by four points or fewer, uh, both yep. on the on the winning side and the losing side. So six and a half feels a little bit rich, but. Uh, maybe that's the homer in me. Maybe that's the the fan of what Sam Howell is doing in me. Yeah. But go, yeah, go check them out. Go check out all that they have to offer, uh, contests and all sorts of cool stuff. So we appreciate Bet Online. Yeah. But uh, where the game starts, and and I think you know, I just mentioned uh, Sam Howell. I think that it always kind of starts with the quarterback, and especially for Washington over these last this last month or so, Sam Howell has really proven himself as a guy, at least for this season, if not for the future. 
And I think he'll have a, another good um, test for him going out to Seattle, a tough place to play. Anthony can tell you that. Um, yeah. But I think it all starts with number 14 and what he's able to do. You know, he's going up against a, what what is generally a pretty aggressive defense, pretty uh, a dangerous defense. If you go back, you're thinking about the days of the Legion of Boom. That's when right. I was out there running around. Sam was probably 14 years old <laughs> whenever that uh, defense was on yeah, the field. Yeah, probably but, so. But that same type of energy is still there because Pete Carroll is still there. He wants to get after the quarterback. He wants to rush four. Uh, you got Bobby Wagner over there. He's back. He's a vet. He's wily. He understands the game. So you know that he's going to be able to try to disguise some things. Uh, but then you have some talent on the outside, long corners. Uh, as, as with Woolen is out there, you got the young rookie, Devin Witherspoon. Uh, who is out there as well. So there are some players, there are some playmakers on that defense that Sam Howell is going to have to uh, to navigate and and make sure he stays away from Jamal Adams as a guy that you can't forget. Um, He's a big hitter, so he's going to be involved as well. And how does Sam handle those looks? And frankly, I was listening to Big 100. uh, Julie Donaldson was talking with Ron Rivera, and he was saying that, you know, Seattle is three and one at home this season, but Sam Howell has had his best games on the road. Yeah. And Robinson has scored all of his touchdowns on the road. So um, there's a few things in there, but honestly, this could be a situation where if you're at bet online, you probably want to take uh, Washington to cover uh, because six and a half is rich, uh, but they've, they've been playing well. And, and coming off of these last two games, I think Washington is probably in the best position they've been all year. Yeah, I agree. I think that uh, we were asking for some consistency, if nothing else, from Sam Howell. You know, I think the wins will come down the road, maybe this year, maybe not, but uh, consistency. In the last couple of games, he really put it together. Four touchdowns against the Eagles last week. He only had one touchdown. Probably could have had another boneheaded interception. He'd tell you that, but I felt like it was a really solid game from him. He was making throws all over the place. Let's make it three in a row. And and I absolutely think that, yeah, this could come down to a field goal kind of game. Six and a half just feels a, a little large for me. But you're right. There are some playmakers on that side of the ball. I thought it was interesting. Devin Witherspoon um, has more sacks than interceptions. He's got two sacks. So, that you know, Pete Carroll likes to, to mix things up. And another thing kind of going under the radar, I was listening to J.P. Finley and Mitch Tischler, their podcast. Leonard Williams is over there in Seattle now. So that'll be the second time you're facing old friend Leonard Williams coming over from the Giants. So he gave that interior of the offensive line fits when he was with the Giants. Now you got two new starters in there from the last time they played him. So let's see if Tyler Larson and Chris Paul can sure things up. And they seem, you know, I I don't know. I think it's more Sam Howell getting comfortable, but I don't think there's any coincidence that Tyler Larson's what seven, two and one over his last, you know, 10 starts. So Mm -hmm. I think he's absolutely added some stability there. And I, I I like what this offensive line has done the last couple of weeks, man. I tell you, it's, it's, it's funny that you say that because Ron Rivera was saying that in that same interview with Julie Donaldson, that, Tyler Larson has brought this level of calm to the offensive line and to the quarterback. Um, He's a veteran. He understands how the whole schematic of the offense is supposed to work. He understands how to help his guards on either side. You got to think you got youth to your left and to your right. Sam Cotton has been in this league for a little while, but still relatively young. Um, And and relatively new at the guard position, too. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And then on that flip side, Chris Paul. He's a young fella as well, and he's getting to play, and he's and he's really doing a good job. And, and they brought that stability 
Uh, I will say I want to give a shout out to Nick Gates. I saw him on the sideline, still energetic, still cheering people on. He wasn't off to the side and dejected because he lost his starting job. He still wants to see this team succeed. Uh, but Tyler Larson has been playing really well. And, and to, to, to help people understand, when Sam Howell gets up there, he's trying to identify who the Mike Backer is. So in this game, going to be a lot of 5-4. Five, Find right. Bobby yeah. Wagner, okay? Same way it's um, been in Seattle for about 15 years, it feels like. Exactly, exactly. And you mentioned Devin Witherspoon having two sacks. Now you got to pay attention to where he is. So even though Witherspoon may be way out there to the side, they'll be aware of it. Tyler Larson can look up and say, hey, watch five. He can help give different checks and remind Sam, hey, pay attention to my man over there. Now Sam can pat B-Rob, pat A-G, and say, hey, you got to watch five on this play. So if everybody's on the same page, I mean, Tyler Larson uh, could be a low-key MVP addition uh, to this lineup, depending on how this team goes moving forward. Plus, he's going to be able to go against Linda Williams and stand up against that team because he's a big guy. Yeah, uh, Tyler Larson is a big human being. Yeah, and Tyler Larson started, what, most of, of last year at center. And so, you know, he's got experience against Leonard Williams, maybe the, the experience that Nick uh, Nick Gates doesn't really have. And, and Nick Gates, maybe, I don't even think this is his fault, not that I think people are really blaming him, but he was kind of a guard-center combo. And so to come yeah. in and only play center, he might have been a little out of position. Maybe he's best at being that swing guard coming in a pinch if you need me at center so maybe you know maybe that's some addition by subtraction and kind of makes your bench a little bit deeper because I, I have no problem with Nick Gates getting in there in a pinch so I think the offensive line and Sam Howe together uh, have really kind of calmed that unit down but you're right mm -hmm. uh, again all the playmakers on the defensive side of the ball um, I think that that Washington has a bit of an advantage in the fact that they haven't really featured one guy heavily every single game. You know, it's kind of been the Terry game. You know, we've seen Jahan Dotson have a big game. We've even seen Jamison Crowder have a big game. And then Curtis Samuel, I think, was leading them in, in receiving yards for the first you know month of the season. So I think that the way that you can kind of get some of those playmakers kind of out of out of sync on their side of the ball is is spread the ball around like Sam Howell has done. Thought this was interesting. Uh, you know, I want to talk a little bit about Geno Smith. Obviously, a great story last year, kind of coming back down to earth. But he his nine touchdowns have been spread across only four guys, whereas Sam Howell five more touchdowns, obviously, but spread across seven different receivers. And I think that's kind of mm -hmm. the mo of an Eric Bieniemy offense. Even going back to Kansas City, how many times was you know Mar uh, Marquez Valdez Scantling would he get a touchdown out of nowhere, or Nicole Hardman get a touchdown out of nowhere? So I, I think that that point guard kind of offense maybe could benefit Washington, where Seattle would love to key in on Terry McLaurin, but that doesn't mean that Jahan Dotson isn't going to you know steal your lunch money at the same yeah. time. You have you have a group of receivers that are unselfish. Everybody understands that if you do your job and you be where you're supposed to be, the ball will make its way there. Rivera said this as well with Julie that right now he's not Ron Rivera is nine and three in, in the month of November as a coach. All right. So this is the time where his teams find their stride. Unfortunately, in Washington, it usually means they're they're right around 500 and then they're trying to claw back up a mountain. But right. They're nine and three right now, and a lot of it is because you start to find that identity, and I think that's what you are getting with this offense. Eric Bieniemy is understanding what's going on with his personnel, where he can fit people in, rather than trying to force somebody the ball. I would love for Terry McLaurin to get ten attempts, uh, ten targets a game, and with forty-two passes a game, you can give him ten. But yeah. those other thirty, you know, you can't afford to give ten to Jahan and then ten to Curtis because then now you're already, you know, that's too many. 
Mm-hmm. Ten to Terry, I can get it. But what I'm realizing is it's about how effective you are with these plays. Well, there's one thing to be two to one run to pass or vice versa, but how effective are you when you're doing that? Here's a cool statistic. Eight, two, and one is the Washington Commanders football team unnamed record when Brian Robinson has 15 carries or more. Mm. 15, mm. two, and one. I'm sorry, eight, two, and one when he has 15 or more carries hat tip to Julie once again. Th- look, that lets you know, like, okay, let's get to this running game, especially coming off of a matchup where the Ravens hung 200 plus on Seattle. You got to feel a little, you know, hey, maybe we can get a few runs here and we'll try to break some things because that helps dictate what that defense is going to do to you. It helps decide are you going to be in a two shell or do you have to bring a safety into the box to handle the run? which then leads to more one-on-one coverage for these talented receivers. And everything is a little bit of a give and take. But if the running game isn't working, then you can't expect the passing game to go out and work because they can stop your running game with just the front four that they have. Yeah, I I really don't think there should be any game where (laughs) Brian Robinson doesn't get 15 carries. So I think that should should be uh, an MO moving forward. And I think Eric Bannon might have addressed the running game. And, you know, he had 63 yards last week, which is which Mm -hmm. is feels like 100 yards compared to some of the games he's had. So you're Mm -hmm. absolutely right. And then in the Pacific Northwest, you know, it looks like there's going to be scattered showers. So that could be the perfect formula to get Brian Robinson going downhill. And like you mentioned, the Ravens, that was a great point. Uh, does Antonio Gibson get get a, f- a little bit of a run? We know he he contributed in the passing game, but can he get some carries, which he can be effective? And then maybe even Chris Rodriguez out there. So yep. yeah, I, I like that mo. And then that, like you said, opens up uh, you know a chance for those receivers over the top. But how about on the other side of the ball, Geno Smith? As I mentioned, nine touchdowns, seven interceptions not quite the Cinderella season he had last year when he didn't write back, but he's still, he's still got some playmakers out there. They've got a two headed monster right now at running back Kenneth Walker and Zach Charbonnet. And then we know what their receivers are uh, in DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, and now uh, the rookie Jackson Smith Enigma. Uh, what, what are we thinking there and how does Washington attack them uh, on the defensive side of the ball? Man, I tell you, you got a talented offensive unit for Seattle that can go off at any moment. Like you said, you saw it last year. DK Metcalf's one of the most explosive players in this game. He has a a counterpart, almost a clone of sorts, and A.J. Brown, so you're very familiar with that body type, with that play style. I think you put BSJ on him. You got to go size with size. Don't try to throw uh, 13 back over there. Not that I don't think he can handle it, but I think that that gets to be being a little stubborn. A little knuckleheadish, right? At least give us somebody who's going to be big body who can, you know, uh, square up to what DK Metcalf is going to bring. Because in, over there on that other side, Wiley Veteran, the r- official realtor of the Seattle Seahawks, Tyler Lockett. That's right. He's he is, he is shifty. He is sneaky. I could see him being a Kendall Fuller type of a matchup, right? And then, hey, maybe you go rookie on rookie, have Smith Najigba get shadowed by Emmanuel Forbes and let that guy handle him. And I think that's going to give you some pretty good matchups on that back end. Uh, big key, though, is how do you handle this run? Um, you, you know that it's going to show up. You know it's going to be there. But if you can keep them behind the sticks and put the ball in Geno Smith's hand and make him be the one to make these decisions, I think that's going to give us the best, uh, give Washington the best benefit moving forward. But as always, every single week so far, you got to circle that tight end position. Is Noah Fant going to show up? Is he going to actually uh, make something happen this game? Who knows? I hope not. 
Hopefully Cam Curl and the crew can keep him. Uh, For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Hey. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It, it, you know, I mentioned only four guys have caught touchdown passes from Geno Smith, but that doesn't mean that they don't have more than four weapons, which they absolutely do. Um, and Geno Smith can always, always dial back the clock. So I, I'm not counting him out. It just hasn't been quite the season it was last year for him. So, yeah, but he's turned the ball over seven times. And, you know, Washington is familiar. You know, Sam Howell's turned the ball over. I know he has at least nine interceptions and a couple fumbles, yeah. so 10-plus times. So if you can win the turnover battle in this one, especially at their place, as you see the scroll there going, Anthony pointed out there that Seattle is – three and one at home if you can win the turnover battle on the road i think that gives you a great chance to to pull off the upset so yeah i would love for one of these guys to get their hands on the ball i would love for emmanuel forbes who you already mentioned and uh, and quan martin to uh, build off of last week everybody's kind of been saying you know that was a good week but it was against the the patriots who really don't have a lot of playmakers well look no further than this weekend because you got to step in and you got to you got to you know, to have that same kind of mindset and same kind of game against this team. You do have to show up. And I don't I don't want anybody to say anything about, oh, well, it was just this team. I hear Any you. given Sunday, you'll get beat. Any given Sunday, you'll get beat because you see players change and then have success in another organization. So they're good players all the way around. But there's one thing that I do want to make sure that we talk about. We talk about Seattle being three and one at home. You cannot go without mentioning the 12th man. Mm-hmm. How do you handle the crowd noise out there in Seattle? I've been out there. I had a touchdown. It's on the YouTube. I watched it back myself, and it was amazing to watch now. But that's a loud-ass stadium, y'all. Yeah. That place is loud, and you cannot hear each other. You cannot hear your teammate on the sideline just a foot away. So on the field, Sam Howell yelling, giving out communication, it's going to be paramount, paramount that they are on the same page with receivers, with hand signals, with the calls of who's blocking who. Pay attention to how they handle this crowd noise. And one way to do it is to beat somebody up and be ahead of them. Be mm-hmm. leading this game early and yeah. don't allow the fans get involved. Right? Stay yeah. out of third and long scenarios because they pride themselves on making offenses go offsides. Yeah, I think that's where turnovers come in. I think you're right. I think Brian Robinson reeling off a couple of nice long runs can kind of quiet them down and then maybe hit a big play over top. I'm with you. I think uh, we've talked about it before. I mean, take the ball and and go score first. I mean, that would be huge for them if they can, you know, whether they have the ball first or not, stop the the Seahawks and then go put a drive together on their first drive. That's a good way to get everybody kind of off balance. It's kind of what you were doing to the Patriots last week until you kind of let them back in with turnovers. I think it's the same kind of formula. Run your offense, you know, whether they're scripted plays or not. I, I want Eric Bieniemy to run their 20 best plays, you know, to start the game. Oh, yeah. And hopefully that gives you a chance to get up 10 nothing like last week or, you know, 14 seven, whatever it is, 
and yeah. maybe and, and maybe this is just oversimplifying it but if you've kind of run those 20 plays all week long maybe the sound and you know the noise isn't a real big factor when you already kind of know what you want to do before bingo. you go into the game bingo it's all about walking into that thing prepared i mean coach rivera mentioned it crowd noise if it's raining they'll do the deal where they dump the ball in water before they run the play that way mm -hmm. you get used to catching a wet heavy football um but hey it's gonna be a hell of a matchup out there it, it will be a hell of a matchup but this game right here could could really start this team on a run with what they really need nine and three for ron rivera in november they need some wins to try to cr crawl and scratch and try to stay in the playoff hunt for this team. I saw this tweet on, uh, well, obviously, tweet was on Twitter, which is mm -hmm. X. So I saw this post on X. It was by Grant Paulson. It was saying, does a strong Sam Howell finish save Ron Rivera? Um, and, and, and I didn't dig into the article. But I did see a, a reply that had just a laundry list of items uh, saying why Ron Rivera shouldn't be saved. but. Uh, do you have any thoughts on this? Do you think that Sam Howe finishing this season in a strong way would help keep Ron Rivera in the building? Well, I, I need some clarification. I mean, if if Sam Howe finishes the season with, you know, 30 touchdowns and, and 17 picks, I mean, that's a pretty solid season. But if they're sitting there at, you know, 6 and 11, that doesn't do much for me. I, I think they yeah. need one of these midseason runs like we've talked about. Now, yeah. Sam Howell all of a sudden puts on a heater and goes 14 touchdowns, one interception. They beat, you know, Seattle this weekend, take care of Danny DeVito next week and the Giants and then the Cowboys on Thanksgiving. You can maybe talk to me, but but yeah. we've seen this before. And I think that's probably I, I don't I didn't see the tweet, but I but we've seen this before from Ron Rivera teams where they get hot, they get back to 500, maybe a game over, and then they still fall short of the playoffs. I think. If Ron Rivera wants to save his job, regardless of how Sam Howell finishes, I think they got to go to the playoffs with a winning record. And I yeah. think I think they got to get a playoff win. And, and, you know, there are all kinds of different scenarios. It's never that simple. It's never that cut and dry. But um, just a strong finish from Sam Howell, like a, a good looking, you know, final eight games of the season. I don't think that's enough. I think you need results, too. Well, you ask, you ask, I deliver. The tweet's right there on the screen. So if you're looking on YouTube, shout out to y'all for being here on YouTube. You can see it right there. Sam Howe finishes strong and enters the guy territory. Might it save Rivera and Marty's uh, and the Marty's? It says good discussion. But the one I really wanted to point out was uh, Mark Bullock. Shout out to him. He's a good guy, man. But he had a laundry list of items as to why you shouldn't be able to save um save Ron Rivera. I've, I frankly, I don't think it saves him. I think that you have to move on from Ron Rivera, but I do think that you owe him the, the respect to offer him a position inside of the, to, inside of the facility if he wants it. I yeah. do think that he's good for the culture. I do think he's good uh, for leadership. I do think he's good for the organization because he's done a lot. But when you list out some of the things he's already had to go through, and then you look at some of these things, I don't agree with all. Yeah. Uh, like number one, drafting Chase Young second overall. First and foremost, you go have the everybody in the NFL minus the team that picked first overall would have been would have been bamboozled and hoodwinked. So I, I don't think that that drafting Trey second overall. I don't think that's a real issue. Trading him for a third round pick. I don't think you could do anything about that because the guy that was, was the best injured. You're gonna get too. That was the best you're gonna get. The guy got injured and hadn't really got back on a stride. Now, if he got injured, came back and went right back to rookie form, 
and then you trade him for a three, now you're like, damn, you sold yourself short. D developing an inside linebacker. Hey, you know what? I don't know how many first-round linebackers there were over the past three, four years that are really were. I mean, Patrick Queen was one guy, but there are yeah. really not that many that happened. Uh, signing William Jackson. Look, that right there, that was a bad scenario, but you're making jumps, you're making plays at free agency, people do those things. And a lot of this stuff, you got to think about previous ownership. Yeah. I, I, you know, you go know, right here, benching the first rounder after five games. I don't agree with that. You had to do something because the guy was hurting your team. Yeah. He's hurting your team. You got to take him back, allow him to, you know, process information because when he got back on the field, he played really well. He went on down here trading. Oh, uh, man. I didn't know this was a whole thread. Wow. Exactly. Okay. There's a lot. I'm not going past these. Yeah. Two, and, and but, yeah, I get what he's saying. There are some overarching things, and there are obvious things that Ron Rivera has totally swung and missed on, but every coach has that too. And and I said it, you know, we said it a couple of weeks ago. I, I think that Ron Rivera's time is, is coming to an end with Washington, but I think that there's something to be said about him always kind of keeping this organization stable. I mean, the, mm. the least amount of wins they've finished with is seven in his, his three previous years. And I think that they can probably finish with at least seven this year. So he's never letting it, let it got out of control. Has he made some wrong decisions? Yes. But like I said, every coach has, and so we can nitpick and, and yes, there are going to be obvious reasons why his time might come to an end here in Washington. Mm. But yeah, some of those, are not entirely his fault, uh, you know, and, and some of those, you know, any coach would have made some of those decisions. And, you know, sometimes it's about the ones that you don't expect to go right. I mean, yeah. you know, for as much as we want to dog on him for t drafting Chase Young, like you said, anybody was going to take Chase Young in that scenario. But we have to give him credit for finding a gem in Cam Curl, who might be your best defender in years. So, yeah. you know, we got to give him his, his kudos, too, which which I think is it's so easy to pile on a guy, especially when a season's not going your way. But you do have to sit, sit back and realize that, I think a lot of NFL coaches, and there are some bad ones, but I think a lot of NFL coaches, a lot of their decisions could go 50-50 depending on how yeah. things shake out. So, yeah, I yeah. can't hold all that against him. And I get where he's coming from, but I can't hold all of that against Ron Rivera. I, I, I can't and I won't. I can't and I won't. I, I mean, I, I get it. I get it. Wins are the ultimate thing, but there are a lot of teams that are a whole lot worse. Um, people say, oh, well, some teams turn and, and, and have turned it around in a year or two. But 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 this isn't some teams. This isn't the same scenario. And and yeah. frankly, you know, there's there's one. There, it's been people take one player. You have to take one player and hit it right. Like Bengals had to suck really bad to get Joe Burrow. And and despite and going back to the Chase Young thing, despite the fact that the Bengals didn't have a, a quarterback at that time, I'm not convinced that they weren't going to take Chase Young if they were at the two pick. If it was flip flopped, Washington takes J, uh, Joe Burrow. Let's say. You, do you keep Chase Young in Ohio? I mean, it makes a whole lot of sense. Everybody thought he was going to be a game wrecker, that they thought he was going to be the next Bosa. He mm -hmm. still could be. It just didn't work in Washington, and I don't think that's anything anybody's fault, especially not Ron Rivera. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's just the way the game you know, plays out. I was spending all this time uh, trying to look at the, the 2020 draft and the 2022 draft, and I'm just trying to see, like, is this really something – can you hold that against? Because I can tell you, there are some really bad decisions. There are some bad decisions that definitely happen out there. But, I mean, if you look at 2020, uh, Joe Burrow probably obviously top of it. Chase got traded. Jeff Okuda got traded. Andrew Thomas, the tackle out of Georgia. I'm not sure if he's up there in New York anymore. You got Tua. Uh, Justin Herbert got paid. 
Not sure what Derrick Brown is doing. He was number seven out of Auburn. Uh, Isaiah Simmons, he's been traded to New York. C.J. Henderson, I think he got traded in year two. Mm-hmm. Not sure what's going on with the 10. With Jedrick Willis, Makai Becton, Harry Ru- Henry Ruggs, we know what he's been through. Christian Wirfs is pretty good. Jerry Judy, he's pretty solid. Javon Kent, just, there's hindsight's twenty twenty. Yeah, absolutely. Hindsight's twenty twenty. So I mean, you you can't you can't go harp on all of those things. I, I think if you're looking at where this team and and I say another uh, shout out to Kyle from the Burgundy Zone, he was saying, hey, you were a lot better off, and he said this was his tweet, we're a lot better off than we were when Ron showed up because oh, when Ron showed up, this was a, an organization that teams that coaches did not want to coach at players did not want to play at people did not want to be here. So sheriff Brandon sheriff, not wanting to stay. That was from previous stuff. Now you're in a spot where you were able to resign some star players, keep people in the building. Um, I think you're in a positive position. So I say, I Hey, too. not on, not on the sideline. In the building, he can be the face when people come in and see that, hey, we are running a good ship over here, right? It's kind of like when you're recruiting players and you want to make sure that the parents know, hey, we don't take care of your son. I think Ron Rivera will be a perfect face for that. But EB is the guy that's going to bring that sauce and excitement that's going to want to have people sign there. Yeah, and I think we'll have a lot of time to discuss this, whether or not Washington falls out of contention in these next couple of weeks. Uh, but but I'm excited for what this team is doing on the field, too. I think despite the fact that they traded two of their their star players, that I, I, like you said, I think they're in a good spot. I think Sam Howell is legit, and I think he just continues to get better every week. So I, it wouldn't shock me if they go and pull off an upset in Seattle. And so keep winning, and these conversations get harder and harder, and that's kind of what you want, right? I mean, I would love for Ron Rivera to finish this season you know, with double-digit wins and, and make it a tough decision. Uh, so, right. so give me that, and 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 I like where this is going. And Ron Rivera is certainly a part of that. He he has he has done different things that, that I don't agree with, but he also has gotten this team where it's at. And you got to thank him for that. And hopefully, there's more wins to come this season, starting this Sunday in the Pacific Northwest in Seattle. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. But folks, join in the conversation. Let us know something at Believe Commanders on Twitter. IG, TikTok, really just hit us up on hit us up on Twitter and let us know what's your thoughts on it, right? Jump in that conversation. I gotta go jump in there uh, on Mark's thread, uh, so <laughs> right. I want to get my thoughts out here first before I put it over there on the Twitter spaces. But do that. Listen to us as well on all your favorite streaming platforms, folks. Tune in Radio, Watch Stadium, Sirius XM. We're all over the place. And don't forget, head over there to BetOnline.ag. Use that code Believe B L E A V. Get that fifty percent welcome bonus. But y'all. I'm Anthony Armstrong, the original 1-3. My man B. Murph holding it down in ATL. We're going to be watching the game on Sunday. We're excited. Hope you all are too. But we'll see you guys on the next episode of Believe in Commanders. Y'all be good. Set the standard. We'll holler. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.